Section seventy five of London Labour and the London Poor by Henry Mayhew. Volume one. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Yearsley. The Street Folk, part seventy five. Of the Country Lodging Houses. Concerning the lodging houses, more especially in the country, I give the statement of a middle aged man familiar with them for twenty years. He was recommended to me as possessed of much humour and a great master of humorous slang. I can tell you all about it, sir, but one lodging house is so like another that I can't draw much distinction. In small country towns, especially agricultural towns, they are decent places enough, regular in their hours and tidy enough. At these places they have what they call their own travellers, persons that they know and who are always accommodated in preference. As to the characters that frequent these places, let us begin with the crocuses. They carry about a lot of worms in bottles, what they never took out of anybody, though they'll tell you different, or long pieces of tape in bottles, made to look like worms, and on that they'll patter in a marketplace as if on a real cure, and they've got the cheek to tell the people that that very worm was taken from Lady Blank near the town, and referring them to her to prove it. The one I knew best would commence with a piece of sponge in a bottle, which he styled the Stomach Wolf. That was his leading slum, and pretty well he sponged them too. When he'd patted on about the wolf, he had another bottle with what he called a worm two hundred inches long, he bounced it was, which the day before yesterday he had from Mrs. Blank's girl. Note, some well-known person, end note, and referred them to her. While he's going on, a brother crocus will step up, a stranger to the people, and say, Ah, oh, Dr. Blank, you're right. I had the pleasure of dining with Mr. Blank when the worm was extracted, and never saw a child so altered in my life. That's what the crocuses call giving a jolly. And after that, don't the first crocuses old woman serve out the six pennyworths. The stuff is to cure every mortal thing a man can ail, I or a woman either. They'd actually have the cheek to put a blister on a cork leg. Well, when they've done pattery on the worm racket, then comes the wonderful pills. Them are the things. These pills, from eight to a dozen in a box, are charged fourpence to sixpence, according to the flat's appearance, as the crocus calls his customers. The pills meet with a ready sale, and they're like chip in porridge, neither good nor harm. It's chiefly the bounciful patter, the cheek they have, that gets them crocuses on. It's amazing. They'll stare a fellow in the face, and make him believe he's ill, whether he is or no. The man I speak of is a first-rate cove. He trains it and coaches it from market to market like any gentleman. He wears a stunning fawny ring on his finger, an out-and-out -out watch and guard, and not a duffer neither, no gammon, and a slap-up suit of black togs. I've seen the swell bossman, farmers, buy the pills to give the people standing about, just to hear the crocus patter. Why, they've got the cheek to pitch their stall with their worms opposite a regular medical man's shop, and say, Go over the way and see what he'll do. He'll drive up in a horse and gig to your door, and make you pay for it, too. But I don't. I've walked here to do you good, and I will do you good before I leave you. One trial is all I ask. And quite enough, too, note, said my informant, end note. I'll warrant they won't come a second time if they do it with a stick in their hands. If he does much business in the worm-powder way, some have it in cakes for children, 
the croakers never gives them a chance to catch him but if it's only pills he'll show next market day or a month after and won't he crack about it then he says one trial is all i ask and one of them got it and was transported i knew one of these crocuses who was once so hard up from lushing and boozing about that he went into a field and collected sheep dung and flowered it over and made his pills of it and made the people swallow it at lutterworth market in leicestershire cause there they'll swallow anything if the croakers i have mentioned see this in the paper as he will for he's a reading man won't he come out bounceful he'll say why am i thus attacked why don't the proprietor and the editor of this paper come forward if he's among you who made this report let him come forward and i'll refute him face to face and no doubt note, my informant remarked end note, he'll give him a tidy dose too the croakers would for myself i'd far rather meet him face to face than his medicine either his blue or his pink water there's another sort who carry on the crocusing business but on a small scale they're on the penny and tuppenny racket and are called hedge crocuses men who sell corn salve or four pills a penny to cure anything and go from house to house in the country but as the hedge crocus is shikery togged he makes poorly out respectable people won't listen to him and it's generally the lower order that he gulls these hedge fellows are slow and dull they go mooching along as if they were croaking themselves i've seen the head crocus i've mentioned at four markets in one week and a town on saturday night clear from five pounds to seven pounds all clear profit for his fakement costs him little or nothing for such a man's pound the hedge fellow may make one shilling the next i'll tell you about is durry knacking or durry king the gypsies and they're called romanies are the leading mob at this racket but they're well known and i needn't say anything about those ladies but there are plenty of travelling women who go about with a basket and a bit of driss note lace end note in it gammy lace for a stall off note a blind end note in case they meet the master who would order them off up at a boskin note farmhouse end note they'll get among the servant girls being pretty well acquainted with the neighbourhood by inquiries on the road as to the number of daughters and female servants the first inquiry is for the missus or a daughter and if they can't be got at they're on to the slaveys suppose they do get hold of one of the daughters they commence by offering the driss which as it is queer stuff wouldn't be picked up by an agricultural young lady as the darinacker very well knows then she begins oh my sweet young lady my blessed looking angel if she's as ugly as sin and forty they say that and that's the time you get them to rights when they're old and ugly just by sweetening them and then they don't mind tipping the lover note money end note i know you don't want this stuff she'll continue there's something on your mind i see you're in love but the dear handsome gentleman he'll not slight you but loves you as hard as a hammer this is thrown out as a feeler and the young lady is sure to be confused then the durry-knacker has hold of her morley note hand end note in a minute it's all up with the girl once the woman gets a grip she's asked in directly and of course the sisters if she has any and the slavey are let into the secret and all have their fortunes told the fortune-teller may make a week's job of it according as the lover comes out she'll come away with her basket full of eggs bacon butter tea and sugar and all sorts of things i have seen them bring the scran in every one is sure to have handsome husbands thumping luck and pretty children 
the durinaka too is not particular if there's a couple of silver spoons she doesn't like odd ones and mind you she always carries a basket big enough too i know a man on this lurk but he works the article with a small glass globe filled full of water and in that he shows girls their future husbands and kids them on to believe they do see them ay and the church they're to be married in and they fancy they do see it as they twist the globe this way and that while he twists the tin out of them and no flies he actually had the cheek though he knew i was fly to every fake to try to make me believe that i could see the place where smith o'brien had the fight in ireland don't you see them cabbages and a tall man in a green velvet cap among them hollering out i'm the king of munster i don't know any other male durinacker worth noticing the women have all the call young women won't ask their fortunes of men the way the globe man does is to go among the old women and fiddle note humbug end note them and upon my word three parts of them are worse than the young ones now i'll tell you about the tat note rag end note gatherers buying rags they call it but i call it bouncing people two men i lodged with once one morning hadn't a farthing regularly smashed up not a feather to fly with they'd knocked down all their tin lushing well they didn't know what to be up to till one hit upon a scheme i've got it joe says he he borrows two blue plates from the lodging-house keeper a washing-jug and basin off they goes one with the crockery and the other with a bag they goes into the by-courts in windsor because this bouncing caper wouldn't do in the main drag up goes the fellow with a bag and hollers out now women bring out your copper brass white rags old flannel bed-sacking old ropes empty bottles umbrellas any mortal thing the best price is given and the words hardly out when up comes his pal hollering sam hullo stop that horse as if he'd a horse and cart passing the court and then the women bring out their umbrellas and things and they're all to be exchanged for crockery such as he shows and all goes into the bag and the bagman goes off with the things leaving the other to do the bounce and he keeps singing out for the horse and cart with the load of crockery gammoning there is one that the ladies may have their choice and he then hurries down to quicken his cart driver's movements and hooks it leaving the flats completely stunned oh it does give them a ferry cadoozer two other men go about on this lurk one with an old cracked plate under his waistcoat and the other with a bag and one sings out now women fourpence a pound for your white rags none of your truck system your needles and thread for it i don't do it that way ready money women is the order of the day with me well one old militia note woman end note though she must have known her rags would only bring tuppence a pound at a fair dealer's if there be one brought out eight pounds of white rags he weighs them with his steel yards and in they went to the bag the man with the bag steps it immediately and the other whips out his flute quite carelessly and says which will you have ma'am jem crow or the bunch of roses the old woman says directly what do you mean eight times four is thirty-two and thirty-two pence is two shillings and eightpence never mind i won't be hard give me half a crown well when she finds there's no money out she hollers and he plays his distracted flute to drown her voice and backs himself manfully out of the court i have known these men get on so that i have seen them with a good horse and cart there's another class of rag blokes who have bills printed with the queen's arms at the tops if you please by royal authority that's their own authority and they assume plenty of it well this bill specifies the best prices for rags left off clothes and so on 
one fellow goes and drops these bills at the kens note houses end note the other comes after him and as the man who drops marks every house where a bill has been taken the second man knows where to call any house where he gets a call commences the caper well anything to be disposed of is brought out often in the back yard the party of the house produces the bill which promises a stunning tip for the old lumber the man keeps sorting the things out and running them down as not so good as he expected but at the same time he kids them on by promising three times more than the things are worth this is a grand racket the way he fakes them and then he says ma'am or sir as it may be i shall give you fifteen shillings for the lot which stuns the party for they never expected to get anything like that and their expectations is not disappointed for they don't then he turns round directly and commences sorting more particularly than before putting the best and the easiest to carry all together he starts up then and whips a couple of bob or half a bull note two shillings and sixpence end note into the woman's hand saying i always like to bind a bargain ma'am one of the fairest dealing men travelling do save all your old lumber for me of a sudden he begins searching his pockets and exclaims dear me i haven't enough change in my pocket but i'll soon settle that my mate has it outside i'll just take a load out to the cart and come back for the others with the money and so he hooks it and i've no occasion to tell you he never comes back and that's what he calls having them on the knock the other inmates at the lodging-houses which my informant described are of the class concerning whom full information is or will be given in other portions of this or the following letters his description of the lodging-houses too was a corroboration of the statement i give to-day all the classes described meet and mix at the lodging-houses i shall reserve what i have to say concerning the influence of the low lodging-houses of london and the country till the conclusion of the present volume of the street sellers of chemical articles of manufacture the street purveyors of blacking of the different preparations of black lead of plating balls of corn cells of grease removing compositions of china and glass cements of rat poisons of fly papers of beetle wafers of gutter percher heads of lucifer matches and of cigar lights may be classed generally under two heads they are either very old or very young persons or else they are men who recommend their wares by patter among the first mentioned class are the vendors of cakes of blacking papers of black lead and lucifer matches of blacking and black lead the street sellers are more frequently old women of lucifer matches they are usually women and children and of all ages it is not uncommon in the quieter roads of the suburbs especially to see a young woman extend her bare red arm from beneath a scanty ragged shawl and with an imploring look a low curtsy and a piteous tone proffer a box of matches for sale while a child in her arms perhaps of two or three years old extends in its little hand another box there are also in the street sale of lucifer matches very many girls and boys parentless or uncared for and many old or infirm women and men the street sellers of chemically manufactured articles who feel it necessary to recommend their wares by a little street oratory or patter note the paper-worker whose humorous remarks i have before quoted once described it to me as 
advertising by word of mouth are the vendors of the article which are to cure to repair to renovate or to kill any other itinerant vendors of chemical articles are of the ordinary class of street traders of the street sellers of blacking black lead etc i specify these two commodities jointly because they are frequently sold by the same individual in whitechapel and spitalfields are eight establishments where the street sellers of blacking are principally supplied with their stock it is sold in cakes which are wrapped in a kind of oil paper generally printed on the back so as to catch the eye with the address of some well-known blacking manufacturer thus some which a street seller of blacking showed me were printed in large type as a sort of border lewis's india rubber blacking while in the middle was a very black and very predominant thirty and beneath it in small and hardly distinguishable type princess street portman market any shopkeeper who supplies the trade if he be a regular customer of the manufacturer can have his name and address printed on the cover of the blacking cakes the thirty is meant to catch the eye with the well-known flourish of thirty strand the quality of these cakes of blacking the street sellers whom i questioned told me was highly approved by their customers and as blacking is purchased by the classes who aim at a smartness and cleanliness above that of the purchasers of many street commodities there is no reason to doubt the assertion the sale of this blacking indeed is chiefly on a round and it would be hopeless as to future custom to call a second time at any house where bad blacking had been sold on a previous visit the article is vended wholesale in gross boxes and half gross boxes the half gross boxes are one shilling and ninepence and capital even in this trifling trade has its customary advantages for the gross boxes are but three shillings it should be remembered however that to the buyer of two half gross a couple of the plain wooden boxes in which the blacking is sold and often hawked must be supplied but to the buyer of a gross box only one of these cases is furnished i may mention to the credit of the vendors that of the wholesale blacking makers two have themselves been street sellers and one still but only at intervals goes on a blacking round among his old customers there are other blacking makers but those i have specified as to number are more particularly the providers for the street trade the poor people who sell blacking at a distance from the manufacturer's premises as in the case of the thirty princess street portman market are supplied by oilmen chandlers and other shopkeepers who buy largely of the manufacturers and can consequently supply the purchasers by the dozen for street sale or hawking as cheaply as they would be supplied by the manufacturer himself a dozen is generally charged threepence halfpenny and as the cakes are sold at a halfpenny each occasionally one penny both by the street people and more frequently the small shopkeepers the profit is moderate enough the cakes however which are regularly retailed at one penny are larger and cost nearly twice the amount of the others wholesale this trade presents the peculiarity of being almost entirely a street door-to-door -door trade as i heard it described blacking is not presented for purposes of begging as are lucifer matches tracts memorandum books bootlaces and so on 
for the half-trading half-begging is carried on in the quieter parts of town and more extensively in the suburbs ladies being principally accosted and to them blacking is not offered there are now i learn from good authority never fewer than two hundred persons selling cake blacking from door to door more than half of them are elderly women and more than three-fourths women of all ages and girls the other sellers are old men and boys none of the blacking sellers make the article they vend to sell eight dozen cakes a week is a full average and of these the pennies and the half pennies are about equally divided this gives a weekly outlay of six shillings to each individual seller with an average profit of about two shillings and sixpence and shows a yearly street expenditure by the public of three thousand one hundred and twenty pounds the profit however is not in equal apportionment among the traders in blacking for the old hands on a regular round will do double the business of the others in liquid blacking the trade is now small it is occasionally sold in the street markets on saturday nights but the principal traffic is in the public houses this kind of blacking is retailed at twopence a bottle and i was informed by a man who had sold it was rather queer stuff it is labelled equal to in very small letters day and martin in very large letters one of the manufacturers a few years ago told my informant that he had been threatened with being sued for piracy but it was no use suing a mouse there are sometimes none and sometimes twenty persons hawking this blacking and they are principally i am informed the servants of showmen out of employ or down on their luck some of these men raffle their blacking in public houses they are provided with tickets numbered one to six which are thrown the blank sides upwards on a table and the drawer of number six wins a twopenny bottle of blacking for a halfpenny for this the raffler receives threepence few of these traders sell more than one dozen bottles in a day the principal trade being in the evening and one and a half dozen is a very good day the goods are carried in a sack slung from the shoulder and are a very heavy carriage as two and a half dozen which are often carried weigh about one hundred pounds if ten men the year through take each six shillings weekly about half the amount being profit which i am assured is the average extent of the trade we find one hundred and fifty six pounds yearly expended in this liquid blacking ten years ago said one blacking seller to me it was three times as much as it is now at the mews blacking is sold by men who are for the most part servants out of place or who have become known to the denizens of the mews from having been helpers in some capacity if they have not worn a livery here the article vended is what it is announced to be hobies or everett's blacking the sellers are known to the coachmen and grooms many of whom have to find their own blacking or there would be no business done in the mews the dwellers there being great sticklers for a good article the profit to the vendors is three shillings in twelve shillings shilling bottles are vended as numerously as sixpennies an old coachman who had lived in mews in all parts of town calculated that take the year through there was every day twenty men selling blacking in the mews with an average profit of tenpence a day or five shillings a week 
so taking fifteen shillings each. This gives a muse expenditure yearly of seven hundred and eighty pounds. Black lead, for the polishing of grates, is sold in small paper packets, the half ounce being a halfpenny and the ounce a penny. The profit is cent per cent. Nearly all the women who sell blacking, as I have described, sell black lead also. In addition to these elderly traders, however, there are from twenty to thirty boys and girls who vend black lead in the street markets, but chiefly on Saturday nights, and on other days offer it through the area rails. Their wretched plight, without any actual begging, occasionally procuring them custom. The black lead sold in the streets has often a label in imitation of that of established shopkeepers as superfine pencil black lead prepared expressly for and sold by t h jennings oil colour and italian warehouse twenty five wormwood street city the name and address must of course be different but the arrangement of the lines and often the type is followed closely as are the adornment of the packet which in the instance cited are heraldic in other parts of town the labels of tradesmen are imitated in a similar way but not very closely and in nearly half the quantity sold a bona fide label is given without imitation or sham there would be more sold in that way i was told by a sharp lad quite the real ticket if the dons as wholesales the black lead would make it up to sell in ha'porths and penneths with a proper allowance to us as sells this boy and a young sister went on a round the boy with black lead the girl with bootlaces in one direction the mother going in another and each making for their room at six in the evening or as soon as sold out there are i am informed one hundred to one hundred and fifty persons selling and hawking black lead in the streets and it may be estimated that they take four shillings each weekly the adults selling other small articles with the black lead thus we find averaging the number of sellers at one hundred and twenty-five that one thousand three hundred pounds is yearly expended in this article half of which sum forms the profit of the street folk end of section seventy five